0: Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. I'm Brittany. And this is episode four. Today, we'll be reviewing season two, episodes one and two of The Walking Dead with the lens of faith.
1: Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Diana? I'm doing good, Brittany. I am excited about the Oscars tonight. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's awesome. And I can't believe
0: it's March already. It is.
1: (laughs) Okay, now let's give a recap.
0: Okay, so season two, episode one, What Lies Ahead. The episode opens with Rick on the walkie-talkie trying to reach Morgan. He explains what happened in Atlanta and warns him not to come. He hopes to see Morgan and Dwayne in Fort Benning where he is leading the group. As they travel along the highway, the group is stopped by a bunch of abandoned cars. As they scavenge for supplies, a horde of walkers appear. Quietly, they hide under cars. Walkers spot Sophia, and she runs into the woods. Rick follows her and tells her to hide, then leads Walkers away. He goes back, but can't find her. While Rick and Daryl look for Sophia, Shane tells Lori he's leaving the group. Rick and Daryl return unsuccessful and plan to look again in the morning. Carol blames Rick for losing Sophia. Andrea confronts Dale about wanting to die at the CDC on her own terms and that he took that choice away. As a group searches, they find a church. Carol prays for her daughter. Andrea overhears of Shane's plan to leave and tells him she wants to go with him. Rick doubts his leadership ability and prays for a sign he is doing the right thing. Rick, Shane, and Carl go hunting and find a deer. As they look in amazement, Carl slowly walks toward the deer. A gunshot rings out. The deer falls, and so does Carl. Rick is in shock.
1: Season 2, Episode 2, Bloodletting. So we see a flashback of the day that Rick is shot and how Shane tells Lori this news. He tells her that you don't have to do it alone when she asks how she'll tell Carl that his dad just got shot. In present day, Otis, the guy who accidentally shot Carl, leads Shane and Rick back to the farm so that they can help him. We meet Patricia, Herschel, and Maggie at the farm, and Rick is really blaming himself and tries to justify that the right thing to do was to continue looking for Sophia. However, Shane is there for him and really comforts Rick, telling him that he needs to be strong for Carl and Lori. When Lori arrives to the farm, she tells Rick, I can't do it alone since Rick is planning to go look for Shane while Carl is still recovering. The rest of the group continues looking for Sophia, and T-Dog gets seriously infected from his cut. But Daryl gives him drugs to help the pain and to heal it. Otis and Shane go to the high school to get more medical supplies and get trapped in between the roller doors and front door of a building. Okay, great. So where did you see the theme of faith in these two episodes, Diana?
0: Uh, Faith is tested... Constantly throughout the series and through these episodes. Uh, In the beginning of What Lies Ahead, Rick talks on the radio, hoping that Morgan hears him, but really it seems like he's talking to God. He tells him that the CDC was a waste of time and they lost people and that Jackie lost faith. Uh, Jackie was the one who stayed with Jenner and basically committed suicide. He, Rick, is losing hope, but knows there's a slim chance. Um, He says to Morgan, that's what lies ahead. And I'm trying hard not to lose faith. I can't. If I do, the others, my family, my wife, my son, there's just a few of us now. So we got to stick together, fight for each other, be willing to lay down our lives for each other. If it comes to that, it's the only chance we've got. It's so dramatic, but even though Rick questions his faith and hope, he exemplifies his belief. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like his mission statement. He doesn't just say it. He actually lives it through the whole series. Then he signs off by telling Morgan he hopes to see them in Fort Benning.
1: Yeah. And I would say that I saw the same. Rick really struggles with faith, right? He claims that he chose to put his faith elsewhere Mm -hmm. in his family, his friends, his job. He starts by saying that we need something, but actually it's him. And he acknowledges that he is the one who truly needs some reassurance right now. In one of the past episodes, I think it was Dale or Jim who see how clear it is that Rick needs to succeed. And we see that Rick's moral compass leads him to make these hard decisions because he knows it's right. He follows his gut and wants to take care of people and keep his word. However, he also questions himself when things go awry. He asks God for some kind of acknowledgement, some indication that he's doing the right thing. And I find this to be a very common frustration with religion. Uh, No matter what religion it is, I hear all the time, how could God let this happen? How could there be Mm -hmm. a God when these things, when things like this are able to happen? We see school shootings, terrorist attacks, truly inexplicable, tragic events. And some people get frustrated because it's not fair that lives are taken so soon, or uh, they're innocent. They didn't do anything Mm -hmm. to deserve that. And a lot of people say, oh, we're sending thoughts and prayers to the victims of blank, whatever it is. This also upsets people because they feel it's not actually doing anything, right? So I see both sides. And Herschel, on the flip side, real quick, he's the exact opposite, though. He acts like a foil for Rick's struggle with faith. And he has so much faith. He thinks oh, well, you know, this is how it was with AIDS, this is how it was with whatever, and he compares it to different types of plagues and how humans always overcome it. So, it's just really interesting to see. Also, I, I think that Lori made a really good point to everyone else about putting their faith in Rick. She, the Carol, and the rest of the group are blaming him for leaving Sophia by herself, which causes her to get lost. However, Lori points out that they all look to him and then blame him when it's not perfect. She tells them that no one's forcing them to stay, and if they think they can do better on their own, then go. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if that's for Shane or Andrea or whatever, but I think it's true. She stands up for her husband because she has faith that he does the right thing. And the rest of the group's lack of faith is super corny. Like, they look to him to help solve their problems. Yeah. And then when it doesn't go their
0: way, they blame him. I really actually love that part. When Lori said it. I was like, oh, thank God you're saying this because they do look to him to solve everything. Mm-hmm. He does so much for them, and then yeah, they blame him, and it's...
1: And it's like... a nice moment from Lori, right? Because yes. we struggle with her. Yes, we, we, we have. We are conflicted about her affair and what she did, but now she's sticking up for her husband, and she's not doing it because she had a fight with Shane before, right? Mm-hmm. She's really getting frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sick of the comments from you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's nice, and I also think that's how people look to God sometimes. They look to God, they pray when they're need, they need something, they're desperate for something, mm-hmm. they need something right yeah. away. And they get upset when they don't see an immediate sign. It's like Merle, like you said, when he's handcuffed to the roof and he's like praying for yes. God's help and then right away he gets mad. Yes. And he says, I don't need your help. Never mind. Screw mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it is, it's easy to believe in something when things are going your way and it's, it's the hard moments, it's the adversity when your faith is truly tested. So it's interesting to see from Mm -hmm. all these characters. It is. So where else did you see
0: faith in these episodes? So the group's faith is tested when Sophia goes missing. Rick has faith in Daryl as a tracker. Uh, He said, I put Daryl in charge because he knows what he's doing. They go out looking for clues and Daryl is able to track her direction and at one point Daryl and Rick have to tear open that walker to see if Sophia has been eaten I mean that was disgusting (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) Also, uh, they hear hear a church bell, and um, they find a church and go inside, and Carol has faith, and she prays to Jesus on the crucifix, saying she prayed to get to Atlanta and then prayed that Ed would be punished. And she says, Sophia hasn't had a chance and to let her be alive and be safe. Uh, Please, Lord, punish me, but show mercy on her. And just a side note... She says in that prayer that Ed looked at his daughter in at like an evil way or a disturbed way. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I so didn't she realize. really was
1: happy that he died then. Yes. Any monster that does that, just I'm sorry.
0: Yes. And that's probably why on the previous episode when she had to, you know, after he died and mm-hmm. before he turned that she was just bashing in his head so bad.
1: That's probably all the frustration she was trying to get out. And she could yeah. never show.
0: Yeah. But at this point, she's feeling guilty for what she felt wanting him to die. And so she just wants God to let Sophia be alive and safe and just please put all his pun- the punishment on her. And Daryl has a lot of faith. He says, we're going to locate that little girl and she's going to be just fine am I the only one Zen around here? Good Lord. (laughs) So um, it's like in this new world, faith is truly tested.
1: Totally. And I think that what you said with Daryl, he, back to the thoughts and prayers, he says thoughts and prayers don't mean Mm -hmm. anything. We're going to find her. Mm -hmm. So it shows you that he also puts his faith in people rather than trying to pray to God, asking him for help. He says, God won't do this for you or something like that. He just says, we got to do it. Mm -hmm. It's us. We're the ones who are going to find her. So that's interesting. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting, just not even in just this show, in any show and movie and in our lives, the use of God, Jesus, Christ, holy as a swear word Mm -hmm. and how religious words are used as metaphors by the characters. Like, it really struck me that we use these words when we're reacting to something Mm -hmm. either surprising, gross, saddening. I admit I do this, and I know a lot of people do too. It's not uncommon. And you don't mean it as being religious, but what does that really say about the culture of our religious language? Mm -hmm. Like, people say, holy shit, all the time. When we use it, are we exaggerating? Like, What when we complain about the weather, it's cold or hot when we hurt ourselves, like Mm -hmm. we accidentally step on something (laughs) or when we're arguing with something like how how did these words become part of this bad set of discourse? That's really interesting to me. Like, I don't have the answer, but I do find it just crazy that we use these words associated with faith in such a foul way sometimes. And it makes me feel bad thinking about it. Also, when Shane finds the water inside the truck, he opens one up and he lets it cover Mm -hmm. him like this whole little mini waterfall. And he says, man, it's like being baptized. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I actually looked up the meaning behind baptism and it says, it is an act of obedience symbolizing the believer's faith. Then they say, it's a testimony to the believer's faith in the final resurrection of the dead. And I thought this was crazy because they're now among the walking dead. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a funny um, little Easter egg you can say in there yeah. about faith. And they're the walking dead are essentially resurrected, right? So I just thought that was wild. Yeah. It's very interesting. That is. And if anyone knows the answer of that, please let me know. <laughs> Okay, Okay. great. So was there anything else that you noticed, Diana?
0: Yes. So again, in these latest episodes, these walkers are terrifying. (laughs) I mean, one makes its way into the RV and looks around and hears Andrea in the bathroom and tries to get in. I mean, I was freaking out. (laughs) I mean, the walker is actually looking around. How is that happening? I mean, this is why the walkers were scarier and earlier episodes. At one time, I think they were in the woods. One turns around and growls. I mean, growls? <laughs> That's crazy. And then when Otis and Shane were running, um, you know, to take cover, they were chasing them. They were, I saw them. <laughs> I'm like, they're chasing them. That is like, I we don't see this currently. And then when... Sophia was underneath the car and she gets out. They turn around, they see her, they spot her, she runs they chase her. I, I just, it's just been so scary. And I'm just like on the edge of my seat as I was watching these episodes.
1: I agree. I felt the exact same way, especially with them chasing Sophia, because they even reach under the car to get mm-hmm. to her first, and mm-hmm. then she starts running. Mm-hmm. On that note, I noticed that the kids in these episodes have rotten luck. So Sophia gets lost, and Carl gets shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's really
1: ironic because both Lori and Rick tell Carl, always within my sight, we lose sight of Sophia, yet Carl is right in front of Rick when he gets shot. I think it could kind of be a metaphor for parents in general too, just like no matter how close your <laughs> yeah. kids are to you, both relationship-wise, like whether you talk every day or and physically present in front of you, they can still get hurt no matter what. And sometimes
0: it's no one's fault. Things just happen, right. so I
1: I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. Another thing that I noticed was um, I just really love that Herschel and Maggie are so willing to help. When Rick comes running with you know Carl shot, I mean they're just immediately there to help, and you know all they really ask is if he was bit, mm-hmm. and he wasn't, so they just go into help mode. Um, I mean they're holding up their guns, but they immediately put them down and then uh, Maggie rides off on a horse to find Lori. I mean she doesn't know these people, but she's willing to go out amongst the walkers to help Rick mm-hmm. and Carl um you know to find Lori so they she goes and she helps Andrea when that walker is on her and knocks her, the walker off of her with that bat and just says, you know, Lori Grimes, Lori Grimes. And she says, yeah, Rick needs you. So she gets on the horse and goes off. So I just thought, oh my gosh, Herschel has so much faith. He has deep morals. He's protective of his family. And Maggie is so brave and caring. So this is revealing about the type of people that Herschel and Maggie are. And a side note, I loved seeing Glenn and Maggie seeing each other for the first time in the woods. That was really sweet. I mean... We know what happens later and I think that's why it was just so, such a nice moment. Totally.
1: I also noticed with Andrea and Dale. So I understand Andrea's point about her choice to end her life at the CDC, but I really dislike the comments and the demeanor towards Dale. If she's really so unhappy and wants to end her life, she can still do it. She can steal a gun and shoot herself if she wants to do that, but She just wants to make Dale feel bad about Mm -hmm. taking her choice away. And I understand when women are upset when they feel like men are coddling them or mansplaining things to them. But this is really different. I do believe Dale cares about her. I just hate the attitude of disdain, ungratefulness, and acting as if Dale ruined her life. No, girl, the zombie apocalypse ruined your life, okay? And T-Dog actually says this too. Dale defends Andrea and he says... She's having a really hard time. And T-Dog says, all of us, the whole world is having a hard time. And I think that, not that no one's feelings are valid, but you do have to remember everyone else is struggling too. So I just think she can lighten up
0: a little bit about Uh that.
1: And one last quick one. Shane is really funny sometimes. I don't like who he eventually evolves into but he says when people are saying why do you guys only have the guns he says we can't have someone popping off a load every time a tree rustles i just think he's funny sometimes so yeah all right diana it is time for why
0: we love rick so why do you love rick okay so i love rick because he is truly brave and he has a heart he puts himself on the line and feels it's his duty and obligation to keep this group safe. He runs out to find Sophia without any hesitation and lures the walkers away from her. And then you see his vulnerability. He's not afraid to cry or express his feelings when Carl is shot. And when he talks with Shane. Also, when Lori talks to that mother about fighting with him before the outbreak and knowing he is shot, she says that Rick is always so nice and wishes that he would just call her out. Wow, Lori. Lori. <laughs> Don't you know what a good husband you have? I mean, who complains? My husband's too nice. That's just whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I can see, but I'll I'll talk about that when we get yeah. to our favorite. No, part. I but, get it, but, but
0: still, I'm yeah. like, after we we see how amazing Rick is, it's yeah. like it's not like he's just always nice, 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 because I could see how that would yeah. drive somebody crazy. Yeah. But we see how brave he is, mm-hmm. and what leader you know his leadership abilities it's like he's got both Mm -hmm. so i think it balances yeah it out i can see it yeah so what do you love about rick
1: i think it's the same thing he's human right Mm -hmm. he we think of him as a natural leader and in these episodes he reminds us that he second guesses himself just like everyone else right so Sometimes I think of my role models and I think about how perfect they are and how put together their lives seem and I compare myself to them. However, I always identify with them and feel more inspired when I see the more imperfect parts of them. Mm-hmm. It makes them more relatable and it gives you hope that, okay, like I can get there someday. So it just, it feels more attainable, I guess. So what are you currently watching, Diana?
0: Well, The Voice started this week, and I love The Voice. So, and Kelly Clarkson is a new judge on it, so I'm really excited cool. because I'm was a huge fan of American Idol and her winning the first episode. So, I'm really enjoying uh, The Voice. Um, I'm continuing to watch The Real Housewife of Beverly Hills because I like watching that mm-hmm. <laughs> drama, <laughs> and I also watch Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen at eleven o'clock, and then um, the X Files was back on. And it was interesting and funny. It was about artificial intelligence and everything that goes wrong with automation. And it was a little bit reminiscent of Black Mirror. They first show that they go to a Japanese restaurant where there's no waiters. They just order their food and their food comes out of Mm -hmm. these little doors. (laughs) And um, Scully gets this great, Meal, but then Mulder gets this big fat fish. that looks, I mean, it just looks horrible. I mean, it looks like a, you just took it out of the water oh and plopped God. it on his plate. <laughs> it was funny, but so he doesn't want to give a tip. And that's when everything goes awry because he doesn't give a tip and it doesn't accept that he didn't give a tip. Oh. So the rest of their evening is for him not giving the tip. Everything <laughs> they both get in these automated cars and Mulder's in one car and he wants to listen to a Prince song and every time he says the song it doesn't recognize what he's saying and it's playing a different song (laughs) and he gets so irritated which is so funny right because you know how when you say something and it doesn't recognize what you're saying and it's something completely different well it keeps doing that over and over again so it flashes to him and then it flashes to Scully and Scully's in her car and it's driving her and all of a sudden it starts going super fast and like driving reckless and she's all stop I want to get out I want to get out and it won't let her out and it just keeps going going and so then finally she gets to her house and um, she's in her house and is not accepting her password over <laughs> and over and over again. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so scary because there is nobody around. It's just them and AI. That's mm-hmm. it. And it's if you're not able to communicate with it, then how is anything going to happen? So it was really kind of scary. It's oh. like, oh, my gosh, what could happen? I think even a fire breaks out and... Finally, her and Mulder meet up and a fire breaks out and she tries to call nine one one, and it says, not connecting. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you can't call. She can't call. So anyways, finally, I believe Mulder ends up giving the tip and everything kind of like kind of goes back to normal. And it was all about AI is only what you teach it. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of reflecting back on humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was just a amusing episode. And at the very end, which was really kind of cool is they both go into a regular diner okay, and they talk to the waitress. And when it's time for him to tip, he doubles it Aww. and puts it down and he puts his hand down and they're both looking at their phones and they both put their phones down and then she puts her hand on top of his and it just backs away showing their backs and giving that moment of quietness of, you know, just being with each other Mm -hmm. without technology.
1: That's nice. So
0: it was just a really good, smart episode. So that was good. Uh, A good one for this week. Let's see what else I watched or what survivor it started. So um, that was good. I like that. And movies. I watched The Three Billboards movie, and I really liked it. Uh, Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson. They were all really good in it. It was about people with, it felt like real people because they were, they had their flaws. And it wasn't just the stereotypical. I felt it dug deeper than that. Um, The cop played by Sam Rockwell, he is a racist and alcoholic Um, But he also has this low IQ Mm. and lives with his mother. And those are the moments that I found really funny. Mm -hmm. Because it is funny, too, even though it's dealing with a serious subject because Frances McDormand's daughter is uh, raped and killed. Mm -hmm. And no one has found any leads to who did it. And so that's why she puts up the three billboards is because she wants attention back on her case. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just a really good movie. I really enjoyed it, so I thought that was really good. And then I also watched Cloverfield Paradox just last night, and it was a little bit confusing. It didn't get great reviews, but, you know, it was entertaining. After, because it's hard when there's um, that whole dimensions. Yeah. You get a little confused about what's happening, <laughs> and so you're like, oh, what's happening? Why is that happening? But actually, I, I ended up liking it, so I, okay. I thought it was pretty good. And, of course... Watching The Walking Dead yes. and Talking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I was very upset. Of course, like everybody else, all the other, you know, Walking Dead fans, um, I'm just still irritated that they killed Carl. But I thought it was a really good tribute to him. I felt like he died a hero because I think he is going to really help Rick to move on. Yes. I think he's instrumental in how Rick will be in the future, even though I'm still wondering how Rick is going to handle this. Totally. But I loved Carl's talk with Judith. That was just heartbreaking to me. And also with Michonne about them being best friends. Yes.
1: That was the part that really got me was when he said, Michonne, you're my best friend, and she just said, broke down and said, yeah. mine too, yeah. mine too, yeah. or you're mine, you are mine. I could probably cry just there <laughs> with those two yeah. moments, but I like the episode. It's just the only part I really did not like, and I know they're doing this because Carl is so optimistic and he wants a peaceful future, mm-hmm. but that they included Negan in their oh, I know. optimistic future of their community, and You know, I get it. Forgiveness is more for you than it is for the other person. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, even if Carl is promoting a society that comes after the fighting, after the war, Negan shouldn't be a part of it. I don't think we can ever get to the point where he is going to be their friend. Because I will always remember Glenn and Abraham. And everyone else who has died in the name of Negan. So I just, that really pissed me off, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I love Carl for wanting that. But at the same time, I can't can't let that... I can't be okay with that. I think it crosses too much of a line. And even if they did eventually forgive Negan and he was a part of their community, I just... I don't like where that goes. So what if him and Rick become really good friends? What if him and... What if him and Maggie become really good friends? What if Maggie falls in love? This is far off, okay? (laughs) Very far off. But when you... There's a difference between moving on, letting go, and, like, forgetting people. Yeah. I just... I think that's crossing too much of a line, and he has yeah. done way too much shitty stuff to be involved in any type of peaceful future that yeah. they have. He should be in a jail. Okay? <laughs> yeah. A jail yeah. cell. So... But I did like the episode. I thought it was really good. They did honor him, and like you said, uh, Sadiq said that they he would honor him, and do good in his name. And he deserves that. I'm going to miss Chandler Riggs. It's so sad. I'm so upset that they keep killing the OGs of this yeah. show. And eventually it's... And I think that's why it feels like a different show.
0: Now. Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll see. I did like that he was at least on The Talking Dead. Okay. With um, Did you watch no, that? No, I didn't that? watch Yeah, it. so I always... I love watching The Talking Dead after watching The Walking Dead because, especially after people are killed off because it just, it, just hearing their side of it just makes you feel a little bit better about them leaving.
1: Yeah. I guess you're yeah. right because I did watch The Talking Dead when Glenn and Abraham died mm-hmm. and that did help me feel a little better. Yeah, It gave me some closure. Yeah,
0: exactly. It gives so, you a little bit of closure. So I, okay. it's always better for me to watch it. Plus I just love hearing all the inside scoop yeah. of of their feelings and everything. And Greg Nicotero was mm-hmm. there and I really like him okay. as a director. He's like, Whenever he directs episodes, I really um, appreciate them. So that was good. Cool. So what are you watching, Brittany? Oh, also, This Is Us. Oh, yeah,
1: This Is Us. What did you think about that episode?
0: I liked it. I liked it that I wasn't pulling my elbows out. <laughs> so, but it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm trying to ex- remember exactly.
1: It was a lighter episode and I appreciated that, mm-hmm. that they gave us just like, even though they still were dealing with serious issues, it yes. was lighter and we weren't crying and we weren't completely wrecked. Yes. So I did like that. And I liked that they showed more of the side with Kate and Randall and mm-hmm. how they watched Sex and yes. the City together. Yes. Yes. It was so sweet and I liked that they explored that side and I also thought that it was nice to see Kevin not relapse.
0: I know, I was afraid. I was really
1: nervous for him. I was too. And that moment when his co-star tells him that she was cut from the movie and he says half Mm -hmm. my scenes were with you yeah, and his heart just drops and you could see it and the way that they filmed that scene was just, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like That's exactly how I feel when I completely shocked or just get news that I didn't I wasn't expecting it at all and mm-hmm. you're just you know you feel your heart beating really fast you you kind of get fuzzy you start to maybe sweat and you're just you can't process what people are saying to you after you hear that right. I thought they did so well with him as the actor with the directing with the all the editing that was so that was a really great scene yeah I, I was conflicted about Randall and Beth's fight I mean You and me were talking about this before and we were like, who fights in public? But at the same time, (laughs) I thought me and Jimmy have definitely had like heated debates in restaurants when we go out to eat. And I've seen other couples like semi fight, not like a full on screaming, but I don't know. It just it felt real, too. Mm -hmm. It still felt real. It didn't feel too crazy. All right, so I also watched a few movies on Netflix again. I watched The Breadwinner. It's an animated film about an 11-year-old girl and her family in in Afghanistan. And the Taliban are obviously the powerful ones over there. So it's a little reminiscent of Mulan, just in the way that she needs to pretend to be a boy to help her family. It was really good. I actually recommend it. I was pleasantly surprised by it and it was moving. I also watched Veronica. It's a Spanish supernatural horror film, and it was screened at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's loosely based on an actual police report, and
0: it has a bittersweet ending to I leave. almost watched it last night, so the trailer was scary.
1: Yeah, so. you should watch it. I think you'll like it. Okay. Really.
0: Yeah. And I also watched this
1: movie called Heyday of the Insensitive Bastards, and it's a collective of seven stories about life. Basically, it's the whole shebang. So I like it because it's only glimpses of these people's lives. It's not the full story. You don't get a beginning, middle, and end. You don't get the resolutions. You're just given a few minutes of these people's lives. And it leaves you wondering, what happened? What happened after? Like, did you go talk to her? Did this happen? Uh, Did it get resolved? But I do like movies like that because... Real life isn't a TV show or a movie, and you don't have a true ending to anything. It's more like chapters to us, but it's still fuzzy if you try to pinpoint an ending in the moment. It's easier to tell a story when you're looking back on it, but when you're in the middle of it, you don't know that it's the beginning, middle, or end. So I thought that was really cool. I also watched this movie called A Perfect Day it's about international aid workers in 1995 in the Balkans where they speak (laughs) Serbo-Croatian and they're trying to remove a dead body from a well. It's basically tarnishing the clean water that these people have and there's a lot of obstacles in the way. So Benicio del Toro is in that and Mm. I really love him it's dark but it's also funny so I think people would appreciate it. And then lastly I watched Newness which is a movie about open relationships in the millennial dating era and i like It features dating apps and just kind of goes through any other love story, but just add in dating apps, swiping left, swiping right, and how these people navigate dating other people while they date each other. So really interesting. And TV shows, we already talked about it, The Walking Dead, This Is Us, and The Flash.
0: And yeah, that's it. So what makes you pick the movies that you pick? Is it On your Netflix, is it suggested to you or how do you find these particular movies?
1: It's funny because actually I wake up super early. I wake up at like 4.30 every morning and I used to go work out until I got a dog. And now (laughs) I'm with the dog. (laughs) Um, And my boyfriend leaves. He leaves really early for work. So I actually pick these movies based on if I think Jimmy wouldn't watch them with me. (laughs) So it's like my alone time. And maybe he would watch them. Like after watching some of these, I think, oh, he would have liked that. Sometimes he likes to be sure it's a good movie. And I think uh, a lot of them are, not all of these are Netflix originals, but I do trust Netflix originals Mm -hmm. because the movies and shows that they have come out with, majority of them I have really liked. So I think I just trust them as a production company. I think it's usually the ones that are featured or newly added or just things that I think Jimmy really wouldn't watch with me. So it's like I get those three hours before work and I kind of get ready and then I get to watch this movie and maybe it's something that I normally wouldn't watch anyway. So I think it's kind of cool. It wakes
0: my brain up too. Yeah. So I'm like thinking about it like, oh, this movie surprised me. So yeah. So you watch them in the mornings just like I watch them in the, in the evening. Yeah. So it's just... You're the morning and I'm the evening (laughs) watcher. Yes. All
1: right, Diana, it is time for, and the award goes to, what was
0: your moment, character, or quote? For me, it was Daryl. Um, When Dale mentions T-Dog has a bad infection and needs antibiotics, Daryl shares Merle's stash and says... Not the generic stuff, neither. First class. Meryl got the clap on occasion. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that was funny. Oh, that was great. Um, and yours? Mine was when Lori says to Rick, your call, I can't always be the bad guy. After Carl asks them if he can tag along with Rick and Shane when they go hunting. And I think it kind of goes back to your point when you say that he's too nice and he like he never calls her out. And I think... This is my favorite quote for this because it's true in so many relationships and co-parenting. Sometimes kids know who to ask for things and they know who's going to say no and who's going to say yes or who just says, ask your mom, ask your dad. So I think it's a good reminder that even though Rick is an amazing father... He has to share the responsibility of being the bad guy sometimes, and I think that's where Lori's frustrations come from. So I see where she's coming from, and I think maybe that's also why she liked being with Shane, because he told her what to do. He called her out all the time. So maybe that's where that comes from. So I liked that. Just calling Rick out, too. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration.
0: Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We need your feedback. We'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday. Next show will be on season two, episodes three and four. You can find our blog at the link listed in our description. See you next time. Bye.